Hi, welcome to the latest episode of my podcast, which is the audio recording of an interview. The video version is available on Facebook, YouTube, and most of the time on Instagram. My Facebook group is called Donna's Interviews, Reviews and Giveaways, and all the links to everything else are on there. Um, If you want any feedback or if you want to suggest any authors you'd like to see, I'd really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy. Good afternoon. Today I'm talking to Jane on the release of her new book. Hiya, Jane. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your book that's out today? Hello, Donna. Hi, thank you very much for having me and for warming me up with a chat beforehand. So, yes, uh, today I'm releasing my fourth book. Um, It's called Looking for Lucy. Here's a picture. So Lucy's here with me. It's um, a standalone psychological thriller um, with a supernatural twist. Um, so I think if you like authors like Sarah Pimbera or CJ Tudor that also carry that supernatural theme, uh, then you might like Looking for Lucy. Um, so as I say, it's a standalone uh, book. It is about, I always wanted to write a book about a missing child, but I wanted it to be um, something different so it, it would make it stand out in because it's a, it's quite a popular genre um so hence um my main protagonist is cindy martin and she is a reluctant psychic and she's brought in to help with the manhunt for the missing heiress who is uh, little lucy valentine um so she goes to moon hollow which is a big um, creepy mansion to stay with the Valentines to find to help find their daughter, but it takes a sinister turn because um, Cindy's uh, visions and clairvoyancy enable her to find another Lucy, um, a different Lucy to the one she's supposed to be looking for, and that was something that nobody had anticipated. Least of all, Lucy's secretive parents who um, refuse to tell the truth. So there's a lot of secrets in the book and um, there are um, one or two twists. um, And so far, nobody has guessed the final twist. So I'm hoping it stays that way. But that's a little bit about Lucy and my book. And did you always want to be a writer? I always wanted to write, but I didn't necessarily know I wanted to be a writer. That probably doesn't make sense. Um, But uh, so my background was in um, writing for a living. So I worked as a reporter. I worked in marketing. I did uh, copywriting um, and editing and wrote, um, you know, the copy for websites and that sort of thing. So when I initially decided I would take the leap, um, I trained as a screenwriter in London and I got my diploma and I had some near successes, but every time um, it cropped up, um, it was all about collaboration with other writers and it just wasn't for me. Um, You know, I really liked the idea of working alone 
and having control. And I didn't want to live in London. I'm a, I'm a country girl. So I thought, right, if I can't do screenplays, what can I do? And I thought, well, I'll write a novel. But I, I never knew if I could write a novel um, because my mind's here, there and everywhere. And I didn't think I was settled. So um, I don't know if that's answered your question, but I certainly feel more like a writer than, than I used to. Um, and what made you um, take the leap and go for it and actually sit down and write a novel? Um, do you know, I don't think, I don't feel like I had a choice. <laughs> you know, if I, I, every writer has a different story, but mine is growing up as a young girl, uh, I was lost in a world of books and in fiction and would write things down when I was a child. And, you know, I think, I think if you feel like that, you just, regardless of whether you have an audience, I would still be writing. You know, if my books, if nobody ever saw my book or read my book, there's that creative um, drive in me that I would still be writing books. Um, are you a big reader now? I yes, I think you can't be one without the other. Um, of course, I would say I'm a reader first because I absolutely love reading. Um, and I wish I had more and more time to read. I can't wait till I retire that's what I'm going to spend all my days doing, drinking a cocktail and reading on the beach. Um, so yeah, of course, I was, you know, I was a little girl and I, I just read, you know, all the time. Um, and so I, I love reading. Um, I tend to read what I like to write. So I do like quite dark um, psychological thrillers, anything with a supernatural theme. Um, but I also love... Um, all the classics, you know, I I did my um, English literature degree quite late in life, and that was born out of a love of, you know, the classics. Um, and I still love those, they're my comfort reads. So I've probably read Pride and Prejudice probably 80 times because it's my go-to comfort. Um, but I also love, you know, things like Catherine Cookson. I grew up with Catherine Cookson. Um, love her books loved her dearly always wanted to meet her and you know was really sorry that I never did um so yes I'm, I'm a reader a big reader um so I guess that's why you chose to write um the psychological thrillers and it's because that's your go-to read yeah it, it is but I also feel like I have got um something more literary fiction in me not classic, but, you know, more uh, contemporary literary fiction. But I'm not ready yet for that. Um, I'm still honing my craft, um, but I have got an idea for it. Um, but I, I don't anticipate that I will be doing that for another few years. I, I certainly want to finish my, um, my book. You know, I've got another two books planned, so I want to, to commit to those. And maybe one day, if I'm lucky, I'll sit down and write something more of literary fiction. Um, and before we started recording, you were saying about how busy your job is. So how do you manage to fit in writing around your other responsibilities? So, um, you know, we were talking about this before. So I'm a key worker and I've worked throughout the whole of COVID. Um, 
and not just worked um, because I work within the food industry it's been manic um, and I've had to take on as a manager I've had to take on um, lots of new people and train them up and, and look after their welfare and and the HR side of things so it has been bonkers and my husband's the same he works for the same um, company we're co-owners um, so we've been working really long hours but you know whenever I've had the time to, I, I will spend that time and sacrifice everything else to write and, and complete my book and get it out there and promote it luckily my um, Darren who you met earlier my husband he is um, he is a real superhero and he does the washing the ironing and um, he puts the bins out he does all the housework he does everything apart from cook um so that I can write so without him I, I probably wouldn't have even finished this book yet well that's amazing to have that support isn't it <laughs> it it really is yeah um out of your four books that you've written so far which one would you most like to be a character in Oh, I want to say Looking for Lucy because I love, I love uh, Moon Hollow where, where the story's set. It's such an atmospheric, spooky house. Um, although there's not that many characters in it. Um, I, I, I quite like to be Jane Valentine because she is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> she's my namesake but she is really scary I'm scared of her <laughs> but I really like Cindy um she is um a flawed a flawed female but she's fun she's sexy um she's feisty um you know there's a lot to like about her she's human and she's made big mistakes she also likes a drink and so do I <laughs> and um, so I'm going to I'm going to go Cindy. Yay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you write um, any of your characters based on people, you know? Um, I don't think so. I might steal bits um, from time to time. But I, I, I no, I don't think I would ever know anyone that well to completely mirror their personality. Um, but definitely I will steal bits and pieces from here and there. And I would never set out to, um, to hurt anybody by taking, you know, visible bits of their personality. I think it's really, you have to be responsible as a, as a, as a writer, not, not to cross the line. Um, and do you hide any secret jokes or any secret messages in your books that only a few people would understand? Oh, that's, that's a bit different, isn't it? Oh, gosh. It's like the green baize door in Catherine Cooks, isn't it? Um, so I think if you, if you pick it up, there is a theme in this book. Um, and it has really, for me, quite deep metaphors. Um, and all I'll say is it's a, a bird theme. So I think if you pick it up and, and see it, then yes, you'll understand that. But I don't think I really do jokes in books. It's, yeah, 
I don't want people to laugh at my books. I want them to go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you ever dreamt or had nightmares about your characters? Well, I was telling you earlier, I, I have sleep problems, and one of those is insomnia, and um, and and I have really bad nightmares and dreams. Um, and it's funny because I'm um, going off on a tangent here, but uh, one of my books is called The Crying Boy, and it's based on actual events about a haunted painting. And we have two of them in our house. Um, and my husband is absolutely terrified of them. He wants to get rid of them, but he knows that the curse is if you get rid of the painting, that something bad's gonna happen to you. And he often wakes up in a sweat, you know, terrified because he thinks the crying boy paintings after him. <laughs> um, but he's just a bit of a baby, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which has made me completely forget what I was going to ask you. Now. <laughs> <laughs> totally distracted. Sorry. <laughs> you were on a roll there as well. I know. It, yeah, it doesn't take much to distract me. Anything shiny or anything that makes do, me laugh. You want me to do my mad run around the, the room no. again? <laughs> no, okay. that will make me lose it completely. <laughs> okay. I'll sit um, what's your worst fear and would you or have you written about it? Um, oh gosh that's very deep isn't it I think my worst fear has to be losing my husband um, because he he and I are very close um, you know we work together we live together um, now, I'm not saying that we are perfect because we are not, you know, I'm not making us out to be perfect. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we we only have each other. And so losing him would would be like cutting me in half. Um, and yes, I could write about it. I am going to write about it. I have got a book planned that is about a, a woman who's lost her husband. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to give anything away, but I plan on using my own real fears and anxiety about losing him and, and using it for that character. Awesome. <laughs> um, what's your big dream or your biggest goal as a writer? Oh, um, I'd love, um, I'd love to see one of my books um, on, you know, on the telly, um, on Netflix. It's a dream everyone has, you know, I'm not going to deny it. Um, I don't necessarily um, dream of being a famous person. I would hate to be a famous person. You know, I've got too many skeletons in the closet <laughs> for that to happen. Um, so, but yeah, absolutely. Looking for Lucy on screen on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, that is um is quite common uh, answer. <laughs> um, and if you were able to spend a day with um any author alive or dead, who would you like to spend the day with? Um, I would like to spend it on the lawns 
of Mandalay with Rebecca DiMario. Having tea, having tea on the lawn. <laughs> Sorry, Daphne DiMario. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about Rebecca on the lawns of Mandalay having tea, definitely. Sounds good. I like the sound of that. Mrs. Danvers could be serving us the tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want to be making it yourself or no. whatever, would you? No, no. absolutely. <laughs> um, do you have lots of author friends? Uh, I do have a fair few author friends. Um, so I you before COVID obviously um used to go out and about to quite a few events um with the publishers and with various book groups in London. Um so I've met a few in person, but I also have a few sort of more close friends that um we just interact, you know, um not every day, um, but certainly today lots, and you know, they're always they're always there. Um, to give me a bit of support and, and vice versa. So we'll be to read for each other. Uh, we'll pick each other up on our mistakes and help each other, you know, with, with different issues. Um, so yeah, I've got, I've got lots of author friends, um, a, few, a few that are household names and doing really well. And it's really nice to have them, um, you know, cause it, it gives you, it, it inspires you, you know, to, if it can happen to them, it can happen to you. Um, so it's really inspirational um, to have those people in my life. And um, are there any authors that you'd like to meet or that you'd fangirl over if you got the chance to meet them? Oh, there's loads. Um, yeah, loads. I mean, who wouldn't want to meet Stephen King? You know, um, or even his wife, Tabitha. You know, I'd love to. But I'd be so scared of him, you know. He seems yeah. like a he, I mean, not because he's famous, but because he just seems like an angry person. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd probably be quite scared of him. Um, but loads. I mean, I've met some really nice um, authors um, in person. Um, I'd love to meet. I'd really like to sit down and have a chat to um, somebody I really admire is um, CJ Tudor. Um, I really like her books um, and I really like her style of writing. Um, so I find her quite inspirational. Um, so I'd like to meet her. But just generally, you know, I'm happy to meet any author or reader, really. Um, you know, just, just to chat and engage. It's just, it's just nice. Um, and do you get much feedback from your readers? You're saying you've got brilliant art groups and do you get much more feedback than? So, yeah, I do get feedback. And some of it is um, is really, oh, it's just some, sometimes they just make you cry, you know, because it's a really scary thing, you know, putting, putting your baby out there. You've slogged on it for two years. Um, it might have been through editors and, and publicists and been through beta readers and they're you know it's got to the stage where you know it's fine it's okay it can't be that bad but you know when it finally goes out there it can be terrifying and so to get some initial feedback saying oh i've loved it you know i'm halfway through and i can't you know i can't put it down it's brilliant loving the twist you know how could you do that to me jane it's you know and it's yeah that it's 
it it just reassures you that it's you know you haven't you haven't made a mistake it it's fine um what's your most embarrassing story as a writer or just in general just in general <laughs> i have a feeling you have a few so <laughs> oh my gosh i've been to some dinner parties <laughs> oh you know once yeah there's been a few drunken moments that i kind of regret um but i won't go into those now um oh god I can't think on the spot. A few embarrassing moments. Well, one of them has to be, you know, going out in the park, losing my dog and calling out Heathcliff. You know, Heathcliff, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one of my, that's one of the embarrassing moments I feel like I can tell you. <laughs> Live on air. Uh, the rest, I think I'll keep firmly tucked away. Um, <laughs> if you don't mind yeah that's fine I mean I've had all sorts usually involving alcohol and usually with the guys involved with nakedness so oh yeah. well yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not saying nothing about that <laughs> I mean you know sometimes doing this it's just not a hardship if you you know you know I my just, days <laughs> just thought of something right Ooh. so I went on um, a writer's retreat with some very well-known authors, I'll have you know. And we went through so much alcohol in a, in a week that we had to pretend and hide it so that the bin men didn't see how much alcohol. And um, I won't name names, but um, there, was some, there was some embarrassing moments. One of them was um, me deciding I was Shakira and I could do the Shakira dance and um, I think that video is still floating around somewhere um, on social media. Um, so yeah, that's quite an embarrassing one. <laughs> okay, I know what I'll be doing when I finish this. <laughs> yeah, <she can't> <laughs> the hips don't lie, Donna, but the hips are a bit bigger. <laughs> oh, alcohol is such a liar, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, I've never touched the stuff. <laughs> No, it's just fizzy water, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what would those closest to you say your worst habits are? Messy. I'm not, but they say I am. I'm still not. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. Drives people crazy. I drive myself crazy. You know, I try to be kinder to myself. You know, because we're all aware of mental health and I try and be kind to myself and, and say, no, it's fine, Jane, you don't have to be perfect. You just need to make progress, you know. But I do, I beat myself up all the time um, trying to be Miss Little Miss Perfect. I mean, doesn't everyone hate a Little Miss Perfect? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was your first celebrity crush? Johnny Osmond, yay, still is. <laughs> we want the Osmonds, we want the Osmonds. <laughs> oh, I, I want, I still would leave my husband today if Johnny wanted to marry me. <laughs> I used to have a t-shirt with, I am Mrs. Donny Osmond. 
I can't remember if my mum is the same. I'm sure she liked one of them. It must be Donnie, yeah. I'm sure she's Donnie. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure she liked the Osmonds when she was young. <laughs> um, if you were able to travel anywhere in the world, obviously post-COVID, where would you go first? Well, I'm quite lucky because I have done quite a lot of travelling. Um, that hasn't always been the case. You know, when I was younger, um, I was a young single mum, really struggling and quite poor at times. Um, so it's only now, you know, in the last 15 years or so that, you know, we've I've had that luxury to be able to do that. And that's not through book sales, I'll have you know, that's true. Hard graft. Um, so I, I have been lucky, I've done a lot of travelling and there's so many places I want to go. Um, I went to Africa two years ago and absolutely fell in love with it. I want to go back, you know, um, but the world you know, I, I don't want to limit myself. I want to go everywhere. I want to see everything. You know, I literally want to go everywhere and see everything. So I can't, I can't say specifically. Um, Barbados next year. That's what I'm planning. Nice. <laughs> um, and if you were able to travel back to any period in history, where would you travel back to? <laughs> oh, I'd like to be a Tudor princess. Yeah, I've um, I love, I love historical fiction. I love Philippa Gregory. Um, she taught me more about the Tudors than than my my history teacher ever did. Um, so yeah, I'd quite like to be um, a princess that doesn't get their head chopped off. That that's fine with me. Um, if you had the chance to go on any TV game show, what would you choose? Um, come dine with me. Yeah, I love that programme. I've been watching that for donkey's years. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and what are you cooking? Oh, oh, see, I'm restricted now because I've been a vegetarian for the last oh, so many years. So obviously I can't cook classic uh, meat dishes now. So it would have to be... Um, I'd probably do an asparagus and pea risotto um, and just give them lots of wine to go with it and crusty garlic bread. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, if you were stranded on a desert island, what three things would you want with you? Kindle. Um, suntan lotion. <laughs> oh, I'm torn now between saying my husband or a pina colada. Um, <laughs> it's going to have to be the pina colada. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> your poor hubby. You started off saying how wonderful he is, and now you're going with Donny Osmond and you're not even taken into the desert islands. Gosh, I'm such a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. That's what I like. <laughs> um, so are you working on anything at the moment and what's coming next for you? So I am working on a, a project. Um, so I'm hoping it will come out next year. It is 
more it's still a psychological thriller but it's more contemporary um so there won't be any supernatural element going through this i kind of like um synopsized it if that's a word and done a couple of chapters um uh, but kind of like um this looking for lucy still you know taking over my life at the moment so as when this has been put to bed um then I think I'll pick up and be more motivated to get on with that. So I already have book five and six planned. Um, so I know exactly where I'm going. I'm focused. Awesome. Well, I don't think I have any more questions for you unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you. Thank you, you so comment? much, Donna. It's been so much fun. Um, <laughs> you know, and I hope we get to meet up in the real world the real grown-up world and um, have yeah. a few junkies together. Oh, and I hope you get to read the book as well. Let me know what you think. Yes, absolutely. It is on my Kindle, okay. along with millions of other books. But yeah, I will. Okay. Well, thank you. Love you. Um, before we go, do you just want to tell everyone where they can find you and find out more oh, about your book? Okay. Yeah. So, um, looking for Lucy, it's available from today. It's available on Amazon and all good bookshops. Um, so it's also available on, it's available in, on paperback, Kindle, and you can download it free on Kindle Unlimited if you're a member of that. Um, so you can also um, order it um, from Waterstones or Barnes & Noble, all the, all the usual places. Um, so, you know, if you can, try and buy locally. Um, but I appreciate, you know, we're all Amazon users, uh, but I still love going in a proper bookshop. I'm taking my books, signed copies into my local um, bookshop next week, is it? Or the 12th of April, and I can't wait to actually be in a physical bookshop, you know, and, be, you know, I'm really excited, so I'll be dropping them off there. And where can they find you? Any oh, stalkers so, out there? Oh, <laughs> uh, stalkers are welcome, that's fine. <laughs> We all have a, we all have our little things, don't we? So yeah, um, so um, I've got a website www.jamiejames.com. You can catch up with me on uh, Facebook or um, Twitter. I'm not that prevalent on Twitter. I'm mostly a Facebook girl, um, so I'm open to friendships on there. Just make sure you message me. Let me know, you know, that you're a reader or a writer. Um, don't start it with, hey, babe, how are you today? Because you're going to get, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so um, just make sure you bring wine and Monster Munch. <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Donna. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember that you can view the video on my Facebook page, Donna's Interviews, Reviews and Giveaways, or you can also review the video on YouTube. Um, just search for my name, uh, Donna Morfitt, uh, surname's M-O-R-F-E-T-T, and you should be able to find it quite easily. Um, if you want any people to be interviewed, then please let me know, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you.